welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everyone. I'm Jamie West from divorcecom.ca, and Tracy Miller's here from Miller Law and Mediation, veteran uh, lawyer, and uh, the person that we turn to for all the historical wisdom. Again, I'm trying to uh, not make you feel old, but I'm not doing a good job, am I, Tracy? I don't know. As soon as you hear the word veteran, you think, you know, synonymous with old, but that's all right. That's yeah. all right. Certain amount of wisdom, I hope, after this long. You got a good sense of humor, and yes, you do have a, a lot of wisdom. And, and today we're going to be talking about common law relationships uh, as um, as they apply to family law. I know you get a lot of questions from people who call your uh, law practice, and I get a lot of questions in my uh, communications practice as well from people who say, "Well, you know, I just live with somebody. We don't. We're not married." Um, let's start on that piece all by itself. Um, when does the law consider you to be kind of married how long do you have to live together <laughs> even if you're not married well, how long does the law consider you you know i i don't know that i don't know that months? I, what is it no i don't think so i don't i i don't know that i would put it that way it depends what issue you're talking about right i mean the support issue child support's got nothing to do with it if, you know if you're living with somebody and you have a child with them child support's on the table it doesn't marry if you're matter if you're matter, married or not right okay. which makes sense spousal support a little trickier if you're together for three years um, then you can be on the hook to pay spousal. If you have a child, you're going to move that sooner, right? If you're living with somebody and mm-hmm. have a child, then spousal support can be in play. That's a little more straightforward, and then, then property is just a it's just a lot trickier <laughs> than. Oh, were, I thought you were going to say it's just a lot. <laughs> no, you know, and some in some ways, there. I was thinking about it before we did this podcast, and. You know, people think because we're not married, I don't have to split my property up, right? right. And you think, okay, that's not right. Um, it's not as clean as when you are married because then there's a there's a law that deals with it when you're married and it, you equalize property and there's a formula and it's just a lot, a lot cleaner. But let me ask you, I was thinking about this. So tell me what you think the result is going to be. Give me two seconds here and I'm yeah. going to give you, give you an idea. All right. Okay. So you take these people and they live together for 12 years. They both work, and they agree on a financial arrangement, right? Who pays what? Mm-hmm. So he pays the mortgage and the taxes, and she pays everything else. That's just how they divide it up. So she pays groceries, phone, insurance, kid expenses, house insurance. She pays all of that. Mm-hmm. They split after 12 years. Mm-hmm. The house is in his name. So just like, I mean, on a common sense basis, without getting into the legal part of it, if there's going to be an increase in value over 12 years when you pay the mortgage down, and there's going to be an increase, especially with the market and the value of the property. So what's the fair result on that? If their houses went up, I don't know, 300 grand in value or more than that. I've seen cases somewhere it's more than that. Should she walk away with nothing? No. Right? Isn't that common sense? Well, it is. And, and here's here's my argument to that. I'll, I'm going to play amateur lawyer here Go and, ahead. and you can be the judge who slaps me, slaps me down <laughs> okay. oh boy i'm gonna say to, i'm gonna say this uh, uh uh your honor uh you know i would like to put forward the argument to this honorable court uh respectfully your honor that um <laughs> that her contributions financially are equal to his contributions financially to the partnership and maybe the raising of the children um 
her doing her part on, you know, on XYZ, WEST, whatever the, mm-hmm. whatever yeah, the letters yeah. are, um, allows him uh, to live his life, too, um, because, you know, there there is a, a mortgage to pay, but there's also electric bills to pay. There's groceries. There's this. There's that. Yeah, it's just on a common sense basis. No, she shouldn't walk away with nothing, but I'll well, let totally. you take it from there. You know what? It does get into a common sense basis. And you look at it and think, did anybody have a discussion uh, before or during this 12 years about what's going to happen if we separated or, um, you know, how are we going to divide the equity in the property? How is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And now you're left with having that discussion when you're separating and you probably really don't like each other very much. So it's going to be a more difficult discussion. But when you think about it, just because you decided to divide up your expenses that way, the one person that pays all the rest, I very much doubt they think that they're going to be paying to your globally to your family expenses. And when you separate, they're going to walk with nothing. Like that just on a common sense basis doesn't make sense. What does the law say about it? Well, now get into the law of, of trust law and trust claims. And oh, it's, like I said, it, it just gets trickier. But that's really kind of the theory behind it, right? Is and if, it, if you live together two years, okay, maybe not so much. If you live together 10 years, you live together a decade. Yeah, that's a okay. commitment. That's well, a... There, yeah, there you go. And, the, you know, the law got to the point uh, several years ago that once you get into a long-term relationship, at some point, and they don't specifically tell you exactly how many years, at some point, nobody's going to unwind it. A judge isn't going to look through it and go, okay, well, we're going to run through every electric bill you paid and every, we're going to try and figure this out and separate all the expenses. We're not going to do that. At some point, we're going to say, let's pick one. 25 years, I'm not going to unwind all the expenses and contributions and stuff like that. We're just going to treat this pretty much the same way we would treat it as if you were married. But on a common sense basis, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. And, and people often forget that, that the... The court system is um, is taxpayer based, and you you know it, you can waste uh, court time and court resources, and there's such high demand on on mm-hmm. the resources that that's another reason the judges d- wouldn't want to go back and unwind uh, everything. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, oh. it, well, it, it's slow enough as it is, and it's complex yeah. enough as it is, and it's c- complicated. And um, you I know, I mean, to say to somebody. Well, you know, you were just like a renter here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now you look at the whole relationship yep. and they were together and they were house shopping together and they had a system for paying the bills and they were socially they went out together. At some point, it, to me, it's ludicrous yeah, to it say, is. okay, yeah, no, you were just essentially a renter. And even though you paid all the rest of the living expenses, which allowed me to pay the mortgage and pay the property taxes, I'm going to keep the entire value of this property and you can hit the road and you get nothing. I think, I think it's just crazy. Well, it absolutely is. What about things like, um, he, you know, he came into the common law relationship and he had a boat that used to belong to his grandfather and, (laughs) and, and she, you know, maybe she's got a share, uh, in a cottage, a family cottage somewhere with three or four other siblings. Um, I know that's a, you know, that's a complex hypothetical, but, uh, those things seem more clear to me. If if I'm if I'm a judge in a system, I, I would look at that and say, well, he just keeps his boat and buggers off with his boat, and and she's keep, you know keeps her share of the cottage. Neither should have a a, a take on uh, either one of those things. But I, I I mean I guess one's worth more. The cottage would be worth more than a boat. But 
Well, you see now, and that's what you get into, right? And that's why, you know, people need to have discussions. And I know this is another podcast we're going to do, but people need to have discussions when you're getting into these arrangements about the what ifs. What do I? What are we going to do if we separate? Or, mm-hmm. you know, the other one is people that are living together and they own a property. They buy a property, right? Yeah. Um, and what do you do if somebody comes in, like you said, and, and they bring in 200 grand when they buy this property and put, they put it in joint names? Well, what are you going to do if you separate, right? Yeah. If you, if you haven't asked that question or you don't have some paper on what are you going to do if, um, now then you wade into all of these questions and it just gets, it gets tricky to try and figure it out. But on a common sense basis, yeah, if you're living with somebody, the longer you live with them, the more likely it is you're going to end up with somebody claiming to, to divide the property. But once you take a look at it, the conversation that we just had, it's just common sense why it should be that way, right? Here's a, yes, here's another co- uh, another complicated hypothetical. Blended family. Two people come together. They each have a couple of kids coming into the new relationship. Uh, the couple live together for, I don't know, let's say 10 years. Um, they split up. Is one of them on the hook for child support of the kids that aren't biologically theirs. What is what does the law yeah. say about that? Yeah, you can be. You can be. And that's another shocker for people. Um, and it's very much fact dependent, right? If you have uh, the biological parent that's already paying support, then, you know, you've got less of a concern. But yeah, absolutely. Once you take on the role of a parent, uh, married or not, and whether or not they're your kids, you can be looking at paying child support, right? And people walk into these situations completely unknowingly about, yeah. Um, I'm a little off to the side, but in Quebec, uh, there's no spousal support, correct? Or not not correct? Or do you know? I I had heard that spousal support is something that basically doesn't exist in Quebec, that if you try to go for spousal support, they just say, go get a job. (laughs) <laughs> which i, I think is that... the right thing to do in this day and age under most under most circumstances <laughs> oh wow i know Man. i know i know <laughs> i know well i'm that's... a big believer in people. i'm gonna step back from you when you made that statement okay just... <laughs> all right okay well that's your job your job's to hammer me <laughs> no i just you know what the, i most times i think spousal support is the is the most difficult question to resolve in a case right because it's just such a hot button issue no matter when you tackle it but yeah, it's a separate in terms podcast. of podcast sorry yeah go ahead. well quebec has a completely different system right quebec deals with civil law they don't our law isn't the same there you go um yeah it's a it's a very different Different system. It's a different country, to, Quebec. Yeah, you need to practice in Quebec to know Quebec law. I had one case that had a crossover several years ago, and I learned very quickly I had to retain a lawyer in Quebec because it's not something. Like most of the other provinces are pretty close. The law is fairly similar. Um, but no, nah, no, couldn't do that. I had to get somebody in Quebec that knew what they were doing. Any other common law misconceptions that you've come across? Like, like when, pe- when you come in, when people come in and you tell them, no, 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 you're, you're, you know, she's still going to get half the house or he's going to get half the value of the house or whatever. You know, people roll their eyes and say, yeah, but the whole reason we did this is because we didn't want to get married. We didn't want a legal marriage. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think that's I think that's the unfortunate thing about it. But there's so many um, cases where people are cohab cohabs now, as opposed to like 15, 20 years ago. And really what they need to do is move the law forward and just say, okay, we're going to apply the law across the board. 
But, um, and I've had clients say that. I've had clients say, look, I've been divorced before. I didn't get married on purpose. And then you think, well, too bad. You live with them for 15 years. Now all of these issues are in play. Well, that's right. right. And and let's let's face it, historically marriage is, is a largely religious construct too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a state construct, but largely, largely religious construct uh, as well. So, and nowadays, um, you know, we just live in a different society altogether in a different, uh, you know, time. And you're right. I think that the law often drags way behind. Uh, it can't keep up with the, the reality of the pace that society moves forward uh, just no. by the nature of creating laws. Right. Well, and when you, you know, when you compare it, even on this, the spousal support issue, when you compare it, if you are married for 15 years or you live together for 15 years and you have two kids and you're off on maternity leave for a couple of years or you stay at home and you're, you know, doing the running around with the kids, what's the difference if you're advancing a spouse's part claim if you're married or there if isn't. you just live? No. Like, what's the difference? There's no difference. No difference mm-hmm. at all. All right, Tracy, this is uh, yep. this is the part uh, of the program where we get all legal. Um, oh, you're going to be the lawyer today. I'm going to play not. the lawyer on, on this one. <laughs> so we're going to read the uh, Divorce Solutions Disclaimer, which goes like this. The Divorce Solutions Podcast is only a discussion of legal, therapeutic, financial, and communication issues that can arise in the context of family separation. This podcast is not intended to give you any advice on your personal situation. Every situation is different. You should consult your own lawyer for legal advice on your particular case. We hope our discussions will make our listeners take a close look at the process options of available to them alternative dispute resolution for example nothing discussed on the podcast constitutes individual professional advice specific to the listeners personal circumstances whether legal therapeutic financial or otherwise as we stress every show we need you to get your legal advice from your own lawyer your accounting advice from an accountant and therapy from your own therapist always seek and consult specific advice from a professional of your choosing. We hope that you can resolve the issues in your situation in a cost-effective, expeditious way that will benefit your family. And that's what you and I, that's our philosophy. I mean, that's your philosophy as a lawyer. That's my philosophy as a, uh, as a divorce communications uh, coach and navigator. It's to lead people into alternative dispute resolution processes because litigation in family law really is, you know, saved for the minority, the vast minority of of cases, right, Tracy? Yeah, I agree. And I think in so many cases, if people knew the questions to ask, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, sorry. It looks like it looks like it dropped. Yeah, I think in most cases, if people knew the questions to ask, right, or they knew what the issues were going in, they were going into these situations with their eyes wide open. Yeah, they're going to be so much further ahead. It's so true, Tracy. How do people get a hold of you if they'd like to make contact and chat with you? It's Miller Law and Mediation, and you can find or you can email me. It's Tracy at Miller-Law.ca. Excellent, and you can always uh, drop me a line, Jay West at divorcecom.ca. Visit the website divorcecom.ca, and uh, you'll also find a link there uh, to the podcast. And as always. Uh, a pleasure uh, dealing with you. Um, I, it's not true what they say about lawyers. Lawyers are lovely, <laughs> especially you. I love. We get you. a bad rap. We, yeah. you know what? We get a bad rap. We really do. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next yeah. time. Take care. See you next time. Bye.